You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we're back with Season 3, Episode 73, as... I'm sitting here ripping a solo. This is going to be uh, probably on the quicker side uh, because, you know, the NHL awards happened last night and I certainly want Andy here to kind of discuss the winners and kind of go over uh, the season in general. So, uh, yeah, there's kind of, you know, a little bit to talk about. Uh, not a crazy amount on the Rangers front, but, you know, a lot of things happening around the league and I'm going to, you know, kind of briefly talk you through it. Hopefully I kill some time on your morning commute or you know if you're on your way home that's great you made it through thursday that means you only got friday left so one more day left of the grind if you are listening to this a few weeks from now well uh you should get uh caught up and uh you know try to listen to them as they come out so that's all i really got to say about that um you know the NHL awards. Well, actually, you know what? I need to go back because this is actually personal between uh, the listeners and I. Now that I've made my bed, uh, and uh, you know, I-, I didn't think the Tampa Bay Lightning would have a chance, and I kind of called out Vasilevsky, and you know, kind of called him a bum. But here he is. He got a win. He's got another game tonight. I'm currently recording this at eight sixteen. Uh, the puck has not dropped yet for Game Four. Uh, yeah, you know, as a hockey fan, I love to see that this is a series, uh, as a gambling man, I bet the, uh, Colorado avalanche to sweep. I actually had pretty good odds, uh, that failed, but I also did a couple side bets and bet, uh, Colorado in, uh, five, five and Colorado in six. Uh, so the hedge a little bit. So, um, I will as long as it doesn't go to a game seven, I'll have a little bit of money because I did this actually pretty early before that they were up two games. So uh, my odds were pretty outstanding uh, in terms of uh, the risk reward uh, ratio. So, uh, so you can, it's safe to say that I maybe am responsible for Vasilevsky's performance. I am responsible for the Tampa Bay lightning winning at least one game. So thanks to me for, uh, you know, gambling and betting the Colorado Avalanche to win in a sweep. I extended the NHL playoffs in the Stanley Cup final. 
And I, if you're a Lightning fan, you're welcome. I got you at least one win. And considering I have them in Colorado in four, five, and six, if they make it to a game seven, you're also welcome. Uh, if they win the Stanley Cup, just to spite me and my hatred for, not hatred, but now uh, a rivalry with Vasilevsky, uh, you're welcome for that too. So a lot of things happening, good things could happen if you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. So. Here we are. Uh, the puck just dropped for game four. Uh, predictions for me, uh, you'll obviously know the result. I think Colorado edges them out. Again, Colorado's really only weakness is goaltending. Uh, for a team, though, that's won back to back Stanley Cups, for them not to win a game, um, you know, or for them to steal a game is the least surprising thing of all time. I do think Colorado's much better, and I don't expect this to be a close series. But if it is, then, you know, all the better as a Ranger fan, right? Because you felt like, you know, the sting of the New York Rangers was that you felt like they, they could have won it. You felt like they were in control a little bit. And, um, you know, you just felt like you were right there. Game three, you had up 2 nothing lead, and all of a sudden, you know, the— Tampa Bay storms back, they win that game, and they just take control of the series. And, you know, I, I know we're young and inexperienced and we weren't supposed to be there, but, you know, what makes this, you know, kill watching the Tampa Bay Lightning is in the finals is that, you know, the Rangers, you know the Rangers are right there. And if the Tampa Bay Lightning end up being competitive with the Colorado Avalanche, which I don't think is going to happen, but it could happen apparently now, especially that I got money on Colorado, we were kind of right there, and that sucks, and that stings a little bit. So uh, the sting that I didn't have last week or you know, the Monday morning podcast is now back because uh, Tampa Bay won one game. So you can imagine just the emotional roller coaster that I've been living on throughout this whole playoffs, uh, writing the, the Rangers off and then thinking that they, they can win the Stanley Cup. And then even now that their season is done and – they have moved on to play golf and all go their separate ways and enjoy the off season. Here I am still being stung in the heart, thinking that the New York Rangers, if Tampa Bay lightning are competitive, could have been competitive too, and could have won a Stanley cup. So that's here. I am. That's where I am right now. Uh, yeah. And I unfortunately don't have Andy to kind of reel me back in here and, you know, make me feel good, but you know, Hey, it's a solo podcast, and it is what it is right now. Uh, yeah, you know, looking at the NHL awards, I'll get into that a little bit. Uh, the NHL awards came out, and um, I didn't really get a chance to watch it. Uh, you know, having a newborn at home, I am just, as soon as I get home from work, it's to take over for, for mom, relieve her, uh, you know, let her get ready for bed. And we kind of ha just have to put the baby down. And, you know, it's anyone who's a parent knows it's it's a process. So fortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch it. But uh, I, I feel like once you've seen one, you've seen them all. I'm just more interested in, you know, obviously who the winners were. So, uh, you know, you know, we'll start right from the top, you know, the, one of the biggest trophies to give out and you know it's relevant because one of our guys was going for it was the Hart Memorial Trophy you know everyone knew that Austin Matthews was going to get it it didn't you know it wasn't that big of a bummer uh because the writing was on the wall 
uh, and he deserved it. I mean, he had 60 regular season goals, uh, you know, 106 points on the season. It just, it was pretty amazing what he did. Uh, a historic season, uh, an American player, you know, just, you know, Austin Matthews is one of those guys that is, you know, he is like the Sidney Crosby's, the McDavid's, the, you know, uh, you know, the, the legendary players that have played the game. I think he's certainly going to go down as one of those, especially if he wins the Stanley Cup in Toronto. He's going to be made a hockey god and literally, literally a god in Canada. So, uh, you know, I, I think he could o- almost overtop Gretzky. Because Gretzky, you know, although he won all the Cups in Edmonton, he did not win in Toronto. And I feel like Toronto is just a different beast. And if Austin Matthews could get a you know, Stanley Cup in Toronto, he might be bigger there as an American than Wayne Gretzky. I think he'll matter more to the city of Toronto. In fact, I know he'll matter more because I think Toronto Maple Leaf fans, you know, although they have pride in their country and, you know, having Gretzky be, you know, the biggest name in hockey of all time and, you know, even guys like Mario Lemieux, Canadian, I just think he could transcend that in, in that city. He could transcend the game of hockey, you know, and as an American from Arizona, go figure. So, yeah, not not a surprise, you know, unfortunate for Igor, but it's an honor just to be considered. And we all know what Igor meant to the New York Rangers and and us as fans just appreciate his, you know, ability to step in to a role where, you know, and I feel like this has come up a lot lately, just you know, you, to fill in for Henrik Lundqvist and take over the reins and just not really skip a beat and then go on the next award, win a Vesna trophy on top of it. It's just pretty incredible. I mean, he had a 36-13-4 record with a .935 save percentage, a 2.07 goals against average, and six shutouts. So he there wasn't even a goalie close. Uh, it was borderline unanimous. I think he had three second-place votes or something. or Zero second place votes and three third place votes. It was an absolute joke. Whoever, whoever voted him as third, like you should have to answer for that because that that's literally criminal. Uh, unless you're related to the other two goalies, I don't know how you could vote any other way. I mean, his numbers were incredible; they were historic, and here we are giving him a third place vote. Just absolute ridiculous. So that's the only point there that really rubs me the wrong way that there were actually three people that didn't think he was worthy to come in second of all places put him third i could be wrong about the numbers but i'm pretty sure he went like all but three votes and the three votes were third so if i'm wrong whatever you get the picture if it's second place it makes it you know it doesn't make it any better uh yeah and and you know andy and i will certainly dedicate uh next portion of next podcast to talk about igor but you know for me the most incredible thing is what he's been able to do and step in with the New York Rangers. And, you know, it's no secret that Henrik Lundqvist was the New York Rangers. He was the face of our franchise. He was our all-star that we sent to the all-star game every year. He was the reason that we made it to the postseason. He was the reason why we won postseason series. You know, he was uh, the backbone, the heartbeat, the you know, skeletal muscle, talk about any piece of the body. He was that for the New York Rangers. And, you know, Igor, although he has a better supporting cast, 
has put up ridiculous numbers, has stood on his head, you know, in multiple games, including playoff games. And although this is a regular season award, he, although he got thrown, you know, pulled two games, even if you factor it in the playoffs, I think it just built his case even more. And, you know, it's just absolutely incredible what he was able to do. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, you know, just an unbelievable season. And, you know, I, I can't wait to see, you know, how he builds upon that. And if he can rise up to the challenge and, and do something similar, because he's going to need to. And, you know, there's a lot of teams that are coming up the ranks, you know, the Detroit Red Wings and the Ottawa Senators, you know, who knows if they figure it out. And, you know, uh, you know, Columbus is always going to be a pesty team, no matter what, you know, middle of the pack. You don't know what the Bruins are going to be like. The Penguins, you know, if Malkin leaves, they could sign two two guys and all of a sudden be, you know, a powerhouse in the East. You know, I don't know, Washington's not going anywhere. You know, the Lightning aren't going anywhere. You know, Carolina's not going anywhere. You know, the Panthers are not going anywhere. You know, with their coaching hire, we'll get to that. And, you know, it just, you know, here we are. And I, I don't know. I Montreal, Devils, you know, Flyers, you know, you never know, you know, what they're going to be like. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I know I'm missing a team from the East and it's really bothering me. Uh, hold on. Let me get it. Uh, Let's see, regular season standings. I know this is bad, but there was a team in particular that I thought, could, oh, Buffalo. Buffalo could absolutely make a run. I mean, you saw what happened after, you know, post McDavid, uh, McDavid, Eichel. You know, they went on a tear. You know, they did really well down the line. And for a team that was, you know, supposed to be a bottom feeder and, you know, oh, how could they survive without Eichel? Survived. They survived without him. So, yeah, it, there's a bunch of teams here at the bottom of the standings that, you know, are are definitely, I think, ready. And I'd be shocked if they didn't take the next step and, and kind of n- start nipping at the Rangers heels. And it's up to the Rangers to be one of those elite teams. You know, they need to be a Washington, Pittsburgh, Carolina, where not they're not only good, you know, for a year, but they're good for multiple years. They're good for, you know, a decade. You know, I want to see that. We certainly have the horsepower right now. So we'll see, you know, we'll see how everything shakes out next year. And, what the roster certainly looks like because there's, you know, obviously a lot of room for signings and, and, you know, who, where are we going to fill the needs of, you know, center depth and Strom missing and, and, you know, cop and Toronto coming back. We don't, there's so many holes with this team, but it's up to the, the players right now, the poor guys to carry us to the motherland. So I guess, uh, you know, time will tell. And uh, yeah, so let's go to the next award. Uh, the Ted Lindsay Award also went to Austin Matthews. Uh, this is voted by the Players Association, in case you don't know. Uh, most outstanding player. Obviously, you know, just speaks for itself. Just the season he had. Uh, McDavid and Yossi were the other finalists. Uh, you know, just an incredible season by Matthews. And there's nothing really left else to say. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NHL has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets 
like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Calder Memorial Trophy went to Cedar for the Detroit Red Wings. Not a shocker there. Just so happy that uh, Bunting didn't win. Uh, you know, although Zegers didn't deserve to win, I would have rather Zegers won than um, Bunting. So, yeah. And uh, Mort Cedar is a German, and he had uh, what fifty points? Yeah, fifty points, and led all rookies in uh, ice time. So. Yeah, the kid's incredible, and he's just a part of this whole little package that they have with you know Raymond. And they signed uh, Lark into a long-term deal, and guys like Bertuzzi, and you know th- there's a, a ton of players on that that squad that Mark Stahl. Uh, yeah, you know that you know they deserve a lot of credit. You know they they were competitive down the line. They were one of those feisty teams that kind of stayed relevant uh, all the way up to you know the two-thirds of the season so yeah it's going to be pretty amazing what they do uh in the next you know few years they are going to be a beast and they're certainly going to be led by one of the defense best defensemen in the league cedar and you know you just see what he is you know he is like is he going to be the next vic you know victor head so it, it's it's not a shocker there um you know and you know it just you know for the detroit red wings as a fan of my generation who I'm 34 years old, I grew up with the Red Wings being the most relevant franchise in the NHL. You know, they were always in the playoffs, always fighting for a Stanley cup. They won multiple cups. They had, you know, stars on their team from Brendan Shanahan to Sergei Fedorov to, you know, uh, Nicholas Lidstrom, you know, Chris Chelios, you know, Brett Hull, you know, and the beginning of Sean Avery, you know, it was just an incredible team that they had some of the stars and I'm missing a million, you know, Datsu, you know, it was crazy. Zetterberg, you know, those years were nuts. They were wild. And, um, you know, Dominic Hashigan goal. There was just so many stars on that team. And to see the Detroit Red Wings kind of rise up through the ranks and become relevant again, it's going to be certainly fun, a little nostalgic, you know, to have them, you know, especially led by Irishman. Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's incredible. So, uh, you know, and Federal becomes the, the head coach there. Geez, you know, it's going to be nostalgia center uh, and central. And, you know, it's just going to be, you know, a lot of fun to be able to watch that. So, um, wait, am I missing one? Oh, yeah, the Norris Trophy. I skipped right over it. I don't even know how that happened. You got the Norris Trophy winner, Cal McCarr. Um, I'm kind of glad Cal uh, won it. You know, they didn't just give it to the guy with the most points. I think Yossi, I think, finished the, I think he had like 96, 96 points. Yeah, on the season. Not not bad. Uh, I mean, you can make make the case for Yossi. Uh, you know, the reason why I'm, I'm glad Makar won it is it kind of stops the narrative that, you know, oh, Makar should have won it the year Fox won it. And it's like, well, no, Fox deserved it. Cal McCarr plays on a far better team, 
And, you know, he does carry a lot of that workload. He is such a dynamic player. He is one of those guys that, man, if you look at his, you know, skating ability, his starting and stopping, his shiftiness, his, uh, his hands, his ability to score goals, his shot. I mean, everything about the guy is just, you know, borderline perfect. And, you know, he's going to be one of the best defensemen in the NHL for years to come. I mean, you got Whitney calling him maybe the best defenseman of all time. I'd pump the brakes with that. Uh, you know, he's got a lot, a lot of work to do if he wants to be the best all time, especially with guys like Bobby Orr, you know, Lidstrom. I mean, geez, there's just, it's incredible what the, you know, what we'll do for clicks and attention, but, you know, calling the guy best all time. It's certainly bold. He's got a ways to go. And, you know, you guys still got guys like Roman Yossi who are on a far, you know, inferior team. And, you know, what he's able to do day in and day out with the Nashville Predators, it's incredible. And, you know, you know, I, I know, we spoke about this last last podcast, but there is some sort of merit's the wrong word, but there's some sort of well merit in guys who are able to put up crazy numbers on shittier teams because you know guy there's easier it's easier to place a matchup against that person. You know the Colorado Avalanche are such a dynamic team and they're such a threat offensively and you know with you know some of their defensemen and. You know, it, it they're they're harder to game plan against. And you know, if you're covering, you know, God, if you're covering, you know, Rantanen, and you know, you, you can't cover McCarr. You, you know, if you're covering Landeskog, you can't cover um, uh, McKinnon. And it's like they have so many threats and so many options that you know it, it's it's tough. And then you get, you know, a, a team like Nashville where it's like, well, we're going to certainly focus on Yossi and, you know, we'll worry about everyone else later. You know, you know, the Philip Forsberg, you know, we'll get him and those two we will cover those two. And then, you know, it, it's just I know I'm missing players, but you get my gist. You get my point here. So. there, you know, so I'm just happy he won it just to. I don't want to hear it from any more Colorado Avalanche fan. You're going to get a fucking Stanley Cup. You got your Norris Trophy for Cal. Now it's done. It's over. I don't want to hear about you guys complaining anymore. So, uh, is there any more awards? Uh, no. Uh, Drury got nominated for GM of the Year. Uh, Andy and I were talking about this, and that you know vote comes out, or the results of that vote comes out uh, at the NHL draft. You know, we were just talking about it. Like, who who would you? I can't think of another team. I mean, maybe Detroit. Let's look at the standings. You know, Carolina finished exactly where they should finish. Rangers obviously overachieved. Pittsburgh finished right where they probably should have finished. Washington finished, you know, wild card. You know, obviously Islanders, Columbus, Jersey, Philly are all out. Florida, maybe, you know, but everyone going in, they were the Stanley Cup favorite. So at 122 points, yeah, that's certainly impressive. But is that worthy of GM of the year? Because it's like you already put the team together. They just played really well. You know, I can understand coach of the year. But obviously that didn't work out very well for him. Uh, or Quenville. You know, they, they've gone through two coaches and they had the best season they've had in a long time. 
Uh, Toronto, I mean, they were built for this. Tampa Bay, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions and got a three-seed. You know, Boston maybe overachieved a little bit. I don't know. And then you got Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal. So that's the East. I'd certainly put the Rangers at a far first place there. Colorado finished exactly. Minnesota, maybe. Uh, you know, but I feel like everyone was kind of high on them. I was a little lower on them, but, you know, people were high on them. Uh, St. Louis. Uh, maybe. I mean, like, really, Dallas, Nashville, Calgary. They might give it to a Canadian team. You never know. Edmonton, maybe. Second seed. L.A. You know, L.A.'s certainly in the Rangers' position, but, you know, they they only finished with 99 points in the regular season. You know, the Rangers kind of were better in a much better, you know, certainly much better conference and division. So, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, Drury certainly deserves it. I'm curious to get Andy's full take. We didn't, we talked about it briefly. We kind of just agreed, like, who else was there? You know, he might have a better idea, but I, I, I certainly can't think of another team that was uh, constructed and went from where the Rangers were last year to a non-playoff team to not only a playoff team, but a playoff team that hit, uh, you know, we're fighting for the number one seed in the hardest division in hockey. So, yeah, uh, that's where we are there. Um, What else? Oh, so let's talk a little bit about the Florida Panthers. Uh, Today, Paul Maurice was hired, uh, you know, not that it was like a complete shocker. We all know, you know, uh, his time in, with Winnipeg, you know, it kind of just ran its course there. I think he was just getting burnt out. And although he was certainly very competitive, what was his 600 games with Winnipeg? Uh, thir- 315, 223, and 62 in 600 games. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Uh, he resigned this year uh, after nine seasons. And he just said they needed a new voice. Guy was burnt out. I, you know, I think he's a great coach. I think he's one of those guys where, um, he, you know, he's always going to have a job in the NHL. Uh, I, you know, I'd love him as a Rangers coach. Uh, you know, and, and you know, he finds his way to Florida. So, Florida, I, I mean, I don't know why they went down this road. I, well, I do know why they went down this road. Obviously, Joel Quenville. Uh, was replaced by Andrew Brunette uh, in late October. Yeah, late, yeah, late, uh, yeah, I, like around Halloween, actually. And all I remember is, you know, thinking that this team, the Florida Panthers, it doesn't really matter who their coach is. You know, uh, obviously Brunette did a fantastic job stepping in. They did not skip a beat. Uh, they had four bad games, maybe the whole season. And they were against the Tampa Bay Lightning this this past year. So, uh, yeah, they were the most, the best team offensively. I think they had the most comeback wins. Uh, they score goals in bunches. They just did everything borderline perfect. It, it, they were almost impossible to beat during the regular season. And you know, Brunette deserved, uh, you know, certainly a, a nomination for Coach of the Year. But here we are. He gets fired. And he went uh, 51, 18, and 6 for the Panther. Uh, so, uh, Jesus. I mean, that's unbelievable. So, and the Panther started out, what, season 7-0-0, it says. Yeah, so 
yeah, and Quinville, obviously, with the whole Kyle Beach thing, got relieved, which, you know, was certainly the right move. You know, they, there was a lot of, you know, a, a lot of malpractice done with the, you know, the Blackhawks, and, and, you know, Quenville was a part of it. And, you know, there's repercussions to pay. And listen, if even if he didn't mean for any of that stuff to happen, it did happen. It happened under his watch, and he certainly had a voice that could have stepped up and uh, you know, they all dropped the ball. So brunette steps in, he has a, you know, hell of a hell of a run, but ultimately gets replaced. What do I think it means for the Florida Panthers? I mean, I don't think it means that much. I, I, I don't know if they can get much better. In fact, they had such a good season with 122 points. I would imagine they take a step back and don't perform as well in the regular season. So I mean, we'll see. They still have the fire, or the you know, the firepower. Uh, I don't know, you know, what their roster will look like. You know, are they willing to make moves? Obviously, they lost a guy like Vetrano. Like, so you know that depth that they thought they might have had, uh, and they you know are fighting the cap a little bit now. So we'll see what their what their roster looks like. I mean, again, they're certainly going to be a playoff team, and they're going to be you know one of the favorites maybe to win a Stanley Cup. So. Uh, I don't know what this means. I, I guess, you know, since I guess since Maurice Bouchard is a, uh, uh, a, a I mean, Paul Maurice, Maurice Bouchard, uh, Paul Maurice is a better coach. I guess that kind of means that, you know, y- you upgrade in coaching and hopefully, you know, he's got a little bit more, obviously, playoff experience and. You know, he did really well there with the Winnipeg Jets in a few seasons when they were, you know, kind of built to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I guess good on them. Uh, what else do we got? What else do we got? Um, yeah, you know, it, it just, God, to bring it, kind of bring it back to the New York Rangers, you know, you kind of look at where all these other teams are, right? And I get a little nervous and I get frustrated and I get worried that, you know, will the Stanley Cup miss pass over us again? You know, with teams like Carolina and then, you know, Florida Panthers and Toronto Maple Leafs and heaven forbid fucking Tampa didn't make it to a Stanley Cup final. And guys, teams like out West, like the Colorado Avalanche, you know, what is the Calgary Flames going to look like next year? Are they going to kind of, you know, sell off some of their players? Like, you know, where's Johnny G, you know, Johnny Hockey going to go? Um, teams like Edmonton, are they going to improve and actually take the next step? Is, you know, McJesus going to bring the Stanley Cup back to Edmonton? We don't know. LA, another up and coming team. Vegas, are they going to have a bounce back season? You know, there's so many competitive teams in the NHL. You know, it just makes me appreciate the season that we had, uh, you know, this year. So, I, I mean, I, again, we have so much work to do over the offseason to build this roster. And then you look at some of the teams that you you kind of already know what they are going to be, and I just get nervous that we're not going to be able to compete again. And that's just me being a frantic, you know, you know, ner- and, you know, negative Nancy, you know, uh, you know, uh, just a nervous wreck on what we're going to look like. But that's just the honest the fandom in me, you know. I'm just worried. So, uh, thank you for bearing with me. Uh, next week or. You know, the next Monday's podcast will be much better. We'll have Andy back to make us feel much better about ourselves uh, going into next season. 
And, you know, maybe we'll, you know, talk about some of the free agents that the Rangers could possibly go after, certainly get his take on the NHL awards and, you know, his take on the coaching carousel, you know, DeBoer down in Dallas, we got, you know, uh, Paul Maurice in, in Florida now and, and Tortorella and, and Philly we spoke about. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of new looks around the NHL. So it'll be very interesting to see how, you know, everything goes. So. Uh, enjoy your Thursday, enjoy your weekend, uh, have fun, and enjoy the Stanley Cup final. Let's see if there's a score right now. Uh, 1-0 Tampa Bay, all right? So they've won three now cups in a row. Uh, I have bashed them publicly, so the hockey gods will reward me with uh, some more trauma uh, that I don't think I can deal with. So the New York Rangers were that close to being... Uh, competing with the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup final. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.